the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is not. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. You know, you, you can hit rock bottom and you can just say, oh, woe is me. Just have a sour attitude. Or you could say, uh, you could flip that thing and say, you know what? I'm at the bottom. Now, only way I can go is up. <laughs> only way I can go is up. What an attitude. Hey, y'all, it can't get no lower. Let's go up. <laughs> That's the kind of attitude. Uh, uh, attitude is greater than your success. A, a right attitude is greater than what people think, what they say, and wh- it's greater than your skills. What does it profit you to have all the skills to do a certain thing? And people can't talk to you. They can't connect with you. They'd rather not be around you. You are unholy nuisance. You know what? Your attitude surpasses your appearance. What does it profit you to be dressed up, looking nice, the finest of cologne and perfume, hair all tight if you got any hair? You know, you, you, got, you, you got it all. I mean, you look good. Your wardrobe is nice, but your attitude is a stench before God. You know why some churches can't grow? Because some churches got a bad attitude. Some churches are mean. Some churches are rough. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and, and stop saying come to my church if you're not going to have the right attitude. You run, the time they come in, you run them out. You know, um, Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ. If you have a mind of Christ, you will have the right attitude. You can't have the mind of Christ and have a bad attitude at the same time. You, you check yourself. Ask yourself, what kind of attitude do I have about myself? How is my attitude towards my husband? Am I short with him or her or my wife? You know, am I sarcastic? Am I talking smart? Am I making put down statements? Am I cold? You know, some of y'all treat each other so badly. You need to just start over and start talking right. Tone your voice down and stop being so hard and harsh and stop looking at each other with suspicion. Start over. Start over. You need to start over. Number five. I've not hardly through. Hold y'all seatbelts. Beloved, life is about transition. Say transition. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Transition is inevitable. 
You can't get around transition. I look at my little grandkids here. You know, if 20 years later, they still two years old and acting like two, something is wrong. 20 years later, they still in kindergarten. Something is wrong. I mean, transition is that they, they start crawling. They start rolling over. Then they fall out of bed. Then they start crawling. Then they start learning how to use the potty. And then they begin to go to first kindergarten. That's transition. You, 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 out of the house, in, uh, into college, marriage, career, retirement, transition. Therefore, know when your season is over and leave gratefully, graciously, and gracefully. Children, leave the house the wrong way. Leave the home the wrong way. Young folk, you are 17, 18, graduating from high school. Don't leave that house uh, unappreciative. You leave saying, thank you, mama. Thank you, daddy. Leave your parents well kissed. They're helping you even as you leave the house. Don't be like the prodigal son. People leave the employment, their employment the wrong way. They just walk off, disgruntled, instead of saying, thank you for an opportunity to work. There are saints who leave the church in a dishonorable way, oftentimes breaking relationships and creating hard feelings. They leave the church the wrong way. Be mindful that those who throw mud lose ground. Always leave in such a way that you can return. Do not burn your bridges. You may have to cross those same bridges. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 says, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. I'm going to tell you something too. Listen to this. Refuse to allow Satan to remove you from where the Lord has strategically, divinely placed you for this appointed time. Okay? Refuse to allow Satan to remove you from where God has placed you. Some of you leave jobs too soon, careers too soon. Uh, you just miss God all of the church too soon. Uh, some of you leave home too soon. So many saints miss God and move without his permission because they are spiritually immature. They move before the time because they are unstable. They are transient. They've lost their focus. They're in a hurry. They run away in the face of problems. Well, where are you going to go and not find problems? I'm leaving my marriage because I got problems. You get that other woman, you get that next man, you're going to find out it's nothing but astroturf. <laughs> yeah, it's not even, the grass ain't even greener. It's turf. It's artificial. It's artificial. Stay home. You who are married, look at each other right now and say, I'm staying home. Stay home. Where are you going? Where are you going? You think they're gonna be, it's going to be better and rosy? <laughs> oh, that's a joke. You better love what you have. You say, I don't love her no more. Oh, don't give me that. Oh, you, yeah, you married her because you love her. And you can will yourself to love her again. That's right. Get out of that artificial turf. That's satanic. Stay home. Don't start over in a new relationship. Start over in your own relationship. Oh, God, help me. (laughs) Problems. 
Problem in the church, move. Problem on the job, move. Problem with your in-law, move. Problem with your children, get out. Sometimes you want them to get out. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to try to help address this. Y'all listening right now, and I'm so glad you are, because I got a whole lot to say. How do you know when your season's over? I want to help you. Some of y'all right there right now. Some of y'all about to make a mess. How do you know when your season is over? A, you know your season is over uh, when there is a lack of inner peace about remaining where you are. You don't have that peace, that inner peace about where you are. It's just no longer there. That's a sign. Uh, Secondly, when your passion is gone, gone, that job you had, man, you just give it all you got. (laughs) And all of a sudden, it's a struggle to stay there. That passion is gone. That career, it's not what it was when you first started. That burning desire, that enthusiasm, that zeal, uh, it's not fair. It's not fair. Uh, How you know when your season's over? When God removes the desire to be there. You know, God moves us through our desires. Never forget at the previous church, I now call the name. I gave that church four years and two months, and I thought I was going to be there 30 years. But in the process of time, things happen. And, uh, and I thought I was going to be there. But then what God did, he showed me, he lifted my desire to be there. And when he lifted my desire, I could not stay there another Sunday. Because I didn't want to be what God didn't call me to be. I called my children up, Randa, Andrea, they were just little tiny ones. Darlene, come front. My desire, God just moved it because he was going to do a new thing with me in another kind of a way that I had no idea. And when I started over, I mean, I didn't have any money. You know, starting over don't make sense. You know, I didn't have any hospitalization. I didn't have any insurance. I didn't have, I didn't have any of that. I had to go back to, to my trade of teaching. And I tell every preacher, you got you to gotta do something else besides preach. Because when Randy said, I'm hungry, you know, that, boy didn't get, that man didn't get that size <laughs> on a cookie. <laughs> I had to feed. I had to, my wife went and she began to work. And then we did the church. We were bivocational, starting over. Had, had nothing. We had to get us a deputation and, and get us some supporters. We went back to our relatives and friends and, and said, will you support us for a year till we get back on our feet? We, we had nothing. We had to plant a garden. The garden had to grow. Every tree we had in our yard couldn't just be a pretty tree. It had to be a fruit tree. We had pear tree, peach tree, plum tree. I can't think of all those trees we had. Every tree had to bear some fruit. We had to start. People see where you are, but they don't know where you've been. And it's so quick to get jealous, but that was a process. 
to get us where we are. He lifted my desire. And I, you know what? I'm so glad I moved and didn't miss my season because had I not moved, I wouldn't be looking at you right now. Had I not listened to God, we'd still be in Houston. So my desire was lifted. Uh, how do you know when your season's over? Listen, when God begins to reveal signs that he is transitioning you in a new direction, when God begins to reveal signs that he's transitioning you in a new uh, direction. In other words, where you are, you're no longer productive. You're easily frustrated. You've reached your ceiling and you just can't even, you can't get to that next. You, 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 it's over. You, you reached the ceiling. You maxed out. You maxed out. Uh, how do you know when your season's over? When you have fulfilled your God-given purpose for that season for being where you are. You've done all you can do. You fulfilled the purpose. <laughs> you left nothing undone. And you know it's time to move on. You know when it's time to move? It's when your circumstances dictate that it's time for you to move on. Sometimes health problems come. Sometimes it's issues with your parents. Some people have to go back home from whence they came. They grew up. They have to go back home. Things happen beyond your control. People die. Certain things, certain circumstances, things begin to happen that's beyond your control, and circumstances causes you to move. So don't miss your season. Don't move before the season. Move in your season. Okay? Let me move on. Next, if you desire to achieve success this year, you cannot neglect the sacred ordinances that God has commanded for his church. You, if you expect to achieve greatness in 2016, you cannot neglect the sacred ordinances that God has commanded for his church. Once you've been genuinely born again, it is spiritually negligent not to give priority to believer's baptism by immersion and the Lord's Supper. Those are two sacred ordinances of the church that many are neglecting and God holds you accountable and you are found wanting in the face of God. Now, I'm, I'm going to share some things that I haven't shared in a long time. This is a brand new congregation. So many new people have come. Why is baptism so important to believers in Christ? Why is baptism so important to believers in Christ? Eh? We're not baptized to be saved, but if we're genuinely saved, there should be an inward desire to be baptized as commanded in Scripture. Baptism alone does not save you. It should follow a true, authentic, born-again experience. If you are not saved before baptism, you only go into the water, a dry center, and you come out a wet center. Mark 16, 16 says, he who believes and is baptized. Now, that scripture is not teaching baptism regeneration. You know, a lot of people believe that you, when you get baptized, you get saved. No, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Look at the order. Believe 
And because you believe, you follow in obedience with baptism, huh? But he who does not believe will be condemned. Acts 2.41 says, then those who gladly received his word were baptized. You must receive his word, which means to believe his word and to act on his word. And because you believe and receive, you are baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. 3,000 in Acts. It is not baptism that saves a person. Jesus told a thief on the cross in Luke 23, 43b, assuredly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now Jesus didn't come off the cross and take the man off the cross and then let's go find some water and let's go get back on the cross. He did not do that. He said this day, that, that thief's circumstances didn't permit him to get baptized. But because he believes, sometimes people, there are people who will go to heaven apart from baptism because circumstances won't permit them to be baptized. Some people have a deathbed conversion. They get saved in the waning hours of their life. You say, well, they're not baptized. So they're not. Yeah, yeah, they are. They'll say God knows the condition and he knows the circumstances. Are y'all hanging with me? Salvation is an inward conversion of the heart through believing in Christ alone, which should be followed by believers baptism. Let me say that again. That's so big. Salvation is a what? Inward what? Conversion of the heart through believing in who alone? Jesus Christ, which should be followed by what? Believers baptism. Acts 8, 12. I want you to hang with me. You hang with me. Write all you can. Acts 8, 12. And then 20, verses 26 through 39. Let's, let's look at verse 12. But when they believed Philip, look at that. You got to believe God. When they believed Philip, the message of Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of, of God and the name of Jesus. It was the name. Preaching is about the name of Jesus. If Jesus is not in the preaching, you need to get out the pulpit. Right. So, so concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, both men and women were baptized. Salvation is not just for men. It's not just for women. It's for all who believe men, women, and children. Thank God that all who believe can be saved. Matters not your ugliness of the ugliness of your past, your skeletons in the closet. The blood of Jesus is sufficient to wipe your slate clean and give you a, a new beginning so that you can start over. This is a start over message. Oh my God. And look, and then it says, and look, it says, but when they believe Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, both men and women were baptized. Verse, now go down to verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip saying, arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. Verse 27. So he arose and went and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of, Eth of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury, had come to Jerusalem to worship was returning and sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. The spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake the chariot, Philip. So Philip ran. He's looking at obedience. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? 
And he said, how can I unless someone guides me? And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. Wow, what an invitation. Then Philip opened his mouth. Look, and beginning at this scripture, preach Jesus to him. He didn't preach political correctness. He didn't preach a gospel of prosperity. Huh? Uh -uh. He didn't preach a gospel of entertainment. No, 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 no. He, no, no, no. He didn't, he didn't preach little poems and little sayings and little sermonettes that make Christianettes. He preached Jesus to the eunuch. Huh? Underline that. Verse 36. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, oh, see, 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 look, Philip, look, 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 here's some water. See, God had gotten a hold to him by then. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. Let me ask you a question. How many of you believe Jesus with all your heart? I mean, all the demons in hell can't make you disown your Jesus. He believed Jesus with all his heart. He said, he said if, if you believe Jesus with all your heart, you may. And look, look, look how the eunuch responds. And he, he answered and said, oh, I love this. I just underlined it. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not anything else. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. And my friends, that's what we must believe today. We must believe without a doubt that Jesus is the son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand. Whoa, 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 stop. (laughs) Stop. Stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized the eunuch. Now, when they came up out of the water, see, baptism is by immersion. Up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord called Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. He was just raptured out of, out of the way and God relocated him and he went on his way rejoicing. Let me tell you something about baptism. This is a baptism lesson. Baptism is so important that Jesus himself was baptized. Now, if Jesus himself was baptized, how come some of you believe Jesus and you haven't been baptized? Huh? Matthew chapter three, verses 13 through 17 says, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized, uh, to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. Look at the humility of John. And, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came. Look, Jesus came up immediately from the water. Look, he came what up from that's not a sprinkle. Okay, not a sprinkle. He can't. Look, look, to come up out of the water means you have to implies that you had to what? Look at that. Dead to sin, alive to Christ. It wasn't no little drops. And be, look how quiet y'all getting now. 
And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. We see the Trinity here, the doctrine of the Trinity. We see, we see Jesus going under the water. Uh, we see the Holy Spirit lighting on Jesus, anointing him, confirming that he's the Son of God. And the voice from heaven is God the Father saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I well please. We see the Trinity at work. God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the triune Godhead and in the baptism of Jesus as Jesus is launched into his ministry. You know why baptism is so important? Baptism is included, it is so important that it is included in the Great Commission by Jesus himself. It is included in the Great Commission by Jesus himself. Matthew 28, 19 says, go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of what? The Father of who? The Son and the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost are words that are interchangeable. It's part of the Great Commission. Why is baptism so important? Baptism is a picture of our Lord's death, burial, and resurrection. It is a picture of our Lord's death, burial, and resurrection, and is a public declaration of the believer's identification with Christ and his church. The Word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ, the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In Him alone we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683. Throughout the Bible, we are reminded of the immeasurable gifts God has given us. One of those gifts is the miraculous gift of motherhood. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th at 10 a.m. as we thank God and honor all mothers during our Mother's Day worship celebration. Come and be blessed as we praise God together on this special day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.